What's going on, guys? Episode 42, talking with beauties, the Wednesday news. And I do say we got a lot of news to cover. Today, we got a lot of news to cover. Summer transfer windows are opening up soon, and big names are going to move. Lots of hockey teams are making notable moves before these playoffs are even over. And college softball is in its final games. We got our championship games coming up. But first, we're going to head to golf. All right, so golf, I know we haven't talked too much, if any of it, uh, this last couple of uh, months, I guess. We're in the months now. But PGA and Live have agreed to merge and unify as one um, tour. Uh, there's not a lot of terms or anything that's coming out yet about it. But the player supposedly did not know that these two teams or two uh, organizations were going to merge. Um, so a lot of players are not happy with that. Uh, definitely the PGA guys over the live guys, because now these PGA guys are trying to stay loyal to the PGA tour and pretty much said, no, we don't want to take that money. And all these live guys are taking all this, these giant contract money. And now they're still going to be part of the PGA tour. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what the punishment, if any punishments are going to be given out to guys like the live tours. Cause they said that they were never going to be able to come back. So I don't know what's going to happen. Still news up in the air. This happened not too long ago. Um, so, so I'll keep you updated on what's going on, but yeah, golf starting off with a, uh, with a bang today on the Wednesday news. Let's head to the world of soccer. So a lot of big names coming out that are going to be moving and leaving uh, certain clubs for other clubs. Um, we'll start off with Brendan Aronson. So, I'm only bringing his name up because he is a U.S. men's national team player, and he plays for Leeds. Leeds did get relegated uh, two weeks ago now. So there is something in the contract between Aronson and Leeds that might put his his uh, his time there in jeopardy. Supposedly has a relegation clause in the contract that is now active due to the club being re- relegated. I don't know what will happen. don't know if they need to restructure that. I don't know if he'll have to be released um, not too sure what's going to go into that, but that came out not too long ago. So we'll keep your eyes. I'll keep my eye on uh, Brendan Aronson. Karen Benzema, big star in Real Madrid, one of the last big stars to really play there. Um, and he honestly is the kind of guy where if you're not talking about uh, Ronaldo in in Madrid, you're talking about Benzema in Madrid. And unfortunately, Benzema is also going to leave Real Madrid. Spent the last 14 seasons with them. He is set to join Al-Ithad. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It is, of course, a Saudi Arabian club. Uh, Don't know the terms of the contract. Don't know how long. Don't know how much. All I know is Benzema should be getting way too much money for uh, for playing soccer. So uh, congrats to Benzema on the new team. There's rumors about Neymar Jr. moving to Man City. Uh, this would be crazy if Manchester City was able to get him. They has been in contact with Neymar for the summer transfer window. I could see this happening for sure. I don't know if Neymar will want to play in the Premier League, uh, but I mean, maybe he does. Maybe uh, we all know his time at PSG is pretty much coming to an end now. So Man City uh, would be an awesome spot for a player like that and just make him honestly just way too good compared to anybody else that's going to stand in their way. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, so one of the, like the guys that I secretly love. I mean, I have a, a LA Galaxy jersey that I was gifted for my birthday. Thank you, mom and dad, appreciate that. And uh, 
I absolutely loved him. I loved when he came to the Galaxy. I really did start to like him a lot when he was at Manchester United. That's where he got most of the... I started to realize who he really was. And once he came to the Galaxy, I I just absolutely love him. I love his attitude. Uh, pretty much everything revolves around me. The sun revolves around me, pretty much. So I, I don't know why I enjoy that so much. But Ibrahimovic uh, announced that he was going to be leaving AC Milan. Did not know where he was going to go. Everyone was kind of thinking maybe he's going to go to Saudi Arabian Club, follow the money. But then not too long after, maybe a day or two after, Ibra decided that he was going to retire from the world of soccer. I'm very surprised. I thought um, he was going to continue to play, especially with all the money going around at the Saudi Arabian clubs. I thought maybe at least that. He is 41, so I I would not be surprised if he's just doing it because he's just tired. But uh, Zlatan definitely is going to be one of those guys that maybe not a lot of people will talk about, but if you love soccer... You definitely know the name. You either love him or you hate him. I love him. Moving on, though, Eden Hazard. Uh, He will be moving out of Real Madrid as well. Considering retirement, though, he will not be moving, it sounds like. Um, There's still one year left on his contract, so I don't know how that buyout process is going to be. I don't know if the player could terminate his contract. Not too sure. But Hazard will be out of Real Madrid and might retire. So the Belgian uh, we'll be losing a big, big player there. Nangola Kante, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, uh, is closing in on a deal to send him to Al Hithad. That's all along with uh, Benzema. So two big names, the French, um, two French guys going over to Saudi Arabia to play for this squad. Uh, Kante's contract has not been uh, announced yet. Don't know how long or how much money yet. Sergio Ramos, he is out of PSG. He announced over Instagram or Twitter, one of the two, that uh, he is looking to move on. And who, whatever club will get him next will be his last club is what it sounds like. Uh, you can take this with a grain of salt. Sometimes players say this and something happens and they move somewhere else, whether they love the sport so much or um, something bad happens. Hopefully that does not happen to, to Ramos. Great defensive player for PSG and uh, Real Madrid. But... Ramos did announce that he is going to be moving out of PSG. We are not sure where he will move, though. Marco Asensio is going to be out of Real Madrid as well. That's three big names coming out uh, that is going to be moving out of Real Madrid. So unfortunate news there. Um, Asensio, we don't know where he's going to go, but a good good offensive name there that uh, Real Madrid is going to have to replace. But we got good news coming out for Real Madrid. They have uh, signed Jude Bellingham. He's confirmed that he is going to leave Dortmund for the summer transfer and head to Real Madrid. The 19-year-old English middle, f- or yeah, middle fielder, excuse me, uh, will be moving on. So I think it's a great signing. I think Bellingham is going to be one of those guys for England that could ten- uh, potentially be one of those like big players that comes to not just international play, but just a, a guy you're going to know. So I think Bellingham moving to a team like Real Madrid is going to be way better than keeping him at a, at a team like Dormont. Dormont's not bad, but you, you, you're you behind uh, Bayern Munich all the time when you talk about Bundesliga. You don't think about Dormont first, you think about Bayern. So getting him out of uh, Dormont will definitely be the best, bright uh, the bright spot for him. And Real Madrid being able to, to replace a lot of these great players uh, with Bellingham, I think it's going to be a great spot there. And there's also talks about uh, Harry Kane potentially coming over as being a replacement to Benzema. So uh, if this is able to go through, 
this will be huge. And Tottenham's not going to be able to get Harry Kane back. There's been talks about Manchester United uh, figuring out a way to uh, get him to come across into uh, stay in the Premier League, but with wearing red. So that would be a good spot for me as a Manchester United fan. But I don't really know how that's going to happen. I don't really see that being very intriguing to Harry Kane. Um, I think him going to Real Madrid is way more intriguing. So I don't know what Harry's going, what's going through his mind right now. But Real Madrid trying to find those those big names to to replace some of their big guys that are leaving. And lastly, I said the craziest news for last. We got news about Lionel Messi and his new home. So there was two or three teams that were in the runnings. It was Inter Miami, FC Barcelona, and a Saudi Arabian club. They were all in the runs for getting uh, Messi to come to their club. And we found out that the Saudi Arabian club was offering them nearly $600 I believe. And Messi somehow turned that down. And he is going to be heading to Inter Miami. He's going to be an MLS star. He hasn't even played a game. And the MLS has been going in an uproar. Congratulations to Lionel Messi with the deal. We have not figured out what that deal is, but he has agreed on a contract with Inter Miami. And that's amazing. David Beckham did a great job bringing this guy over. And having a guy like David Beckham to be one of your owners of, of your club, I think it's got to be pretty easy to get a lot of players like like uh, Messi's caliber to want to come over and play. So there's been a, a statement came came out by uh, Jorge Messi, and uh, that's his father and also representative, saying that pretty much in, he informed that the club president, uh, Barcelona, uh, Juan or Joan uh, Laporta, pretty much saying that he will join Inter Miami despite the proposal that was sent from Barcelona. So Barcelona did send an offer to Messi. Messi says that... Uh, he did consider the the return to uh, Spain and play for Barcelona next season, but he wants to compete in a league that has fewer demands, further away from the spotlight and the pressure. I think this is a great spot for it because I think the Saudi Arabian club, now with all these great players going over there, it's definitely going to have a higher demand for sure. You get a team like SC Barcelona, who is historically one of the best squads in the world, and you got a team like Inter Miami. The MLS, not talked about unless you're in the States. Um, no one really cares about it unless you're in the States. So you get a guy like like Messi going over to MLS, a lot less expectations, yes, but you're going to get that publicity for the sport when it comes to overseas teams and stuff like that because you'll get those guys who love Lionel Messi and they're going to follow him wherever they go. So they followed him from Barcelona to PSG, from PSG now hopefully to Miami. So hopefully the MLS not just banks off of this, but it gets more players to want to come over and gets a little bit more respect for United States soccer. And I think it's going to be a great um, asset, not just for Inter-Miami, but for the whole league itself. As I mentioned, David Beckham is one of the owners of this team. This guy has really turned his money around. So his deal for him to come over to play at the LA Galaxy, supposedly somewhere in the contract saying that if he wanted to buy an MLS squad, uh, it would only cost him $25 million to start up a, uh, a club. He did that, so he purchased Miami for $25 million. Earned in less in just over five years, he earned over $225 million, which now, before entering today, the club was valued around $600 million. Now, with Lionel Messi there, it's upwards to $1 billion. I can't imagine a United States 
sports organization being worth over one billion dollars, but this this team with Lionel Messi is definitely worth one billion dollars. I don't know if I would spend that if I had that money, but I mean, great job by David Beckham and great business um, by him and and all his partners there for sure. So Lionel Messi, welcome to the United States. I'm very happy. Of course, I'll be getting a jersey, most likely pink and black. I'll probably get them both. Slap that. Hopefully, number 10. Hopefully, it gets number 10. If not, number 30 because that PSG number might carry over. But, Messi, I'm super excited. Can't wait to see you, bud. So, that was a lot of soccer talk. Let's head to the NHL now. So, I mean, you guys probably already know it. If you're following the NHL, Kyle Dubas was hired by Pittsburgh as to be the new president of hockey operations. He will also serve as the general manager right now until he finds a new GM. So he's already wanting to make some moves. I've also heard rumors that he wants to make a goaltending a move. So I don't know if he'll do it or he's going to, when he hires somebody, that's going to be the first interest there with Dubas. Um, you guys probably already know that Dubas is hired, but it did happen the day after I made the Wednesday news. So it has been six days, unfortunately, that this news has been out. So not new, but new to the podcast. Patrick Kane, he's going to miss four to six months with a hip resurfacing surgery. That's a long time. We kind of expected it. Kane's been struggling with this, this hip. I don't know where he's going to be this upcoming season. I think this hip injury is definitely going to cause a lot of teams to not really want to go after him as much as uh, you would expect. Cole Caulfield and the Montreal Canadiens have agreed on a new contract. He signed an eight-year, $7.85 million AAV contract. So he'll be earning a lot of money, and it honestly had a really good price. I think the Canadiens did a great job on this contract. Cole Caulfield, definitely one of the center guys of this uh, rebuild, if you want to say it's been a rebuild for Montreal. But I think Caulfield's definitely got to be that guy who uh, is going to be around for a long time, and he's going to look weird if he left Montreal. Anaheim has hired a new head coach. They've hired Greg Cronin. Uh, he hits his first stint as an NHL head coach. He's been, been behind the bench a long time for assistance in the NHL. Uh, last stint was in Colorado Eagles as their head coach. So he's been all over. He's been in college. He's been in minors. He's been in the, the pros. So Cronin is going to be, a, I think, a great first-year head coach uh, with a young team. So you get, uh, hopefully you get some, not too much struggle, but with the struggle of the small, smaller market team and a team that's super young, I think Cronin has a lot of uh, wiggle room there. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens this upcoming season for Anaheim. Don't expect him to do too great, but expect him to do uh, better than what they did this last year. This last year was absolutely atrocious. All right, uh, sad news, Alex Faust. Uh, he's, if you guys don't know, he's the LA Kings play-by-play announcer on TV. They will not be bringing him back. This is due to the because the, it seems like the Kings don't know where they're going to be playing their their TV spot for next upcoming year. Bally Sports has been uh, bankrupt, um, so I don't know where the Kings are going to be playing. I did this this news more as. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Bally. I don't know what's going to happen with the LA Kings. I don't know what's going to happen with the, all the other teams that have Bally Sports as their main provider of, of showing their, their games throughout the year. So Alex Foss, he already works on the TNT broadcast. He does those games. So he still has a job, 
But um, unfortunate news for him, and I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to the LA Kings games, but it will be interesting to see uh, where they head up. A lot more Kings news, though. They made a three-team three trade. They were part of this with the Blue Jackets and the Philadelphia Flyers. So start with the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets get Ivan Provorov. The Kings do retain 30% of that salary. The Kings in this trade, they get Kevin Connaughton and Hayden Hodgson. I don't know who these two players are. I'm guessing minor leaguers, if not juniors players. Philly um, will get a 2023 LA Kings first round pick, 2024 and 2025 conditional second round pick, or, or excuse me, or 2025 conditional second round pick from the Jackets. The 2024 second round pick from the Kings is confirmed. And then they get three players, Sean Walker, Helle Grands, and Cal Peterson, goaltender from the Kings, will be moving. Seemed like the Kings were not very happy with him near the end of that year. Sent him down, was very surprised. And actually, they, they put him on waivers and no one picked him up for the contract. So I'm surprised that they were able to move him. I don't know if this is going to be a move that makes him stay there. But I hear Carter Hart's being, uh, his name's going around as trade bait. So if that's the case, I can see Cal Peterson maybe taking that one of those uh, two spots up top at the pro team. Uh, the Kings did sign uh, Vladislav Gabrikov. Excuse me. Holy cow. They signed him to a two-year, $5.85 million AAV contract. This thing is a good signing. You made this trade uh, at the trade deadline. You brought him and Corpusalo over. Uh, I think Gabrikov's not not too bad. I think uh, with the decor that they have, I think you got to keep those those guys together. I think Gabrikov's a good piece there. So two years Gabrikov in Los Angeles. And I wanted to throw this out here. I found out some news that the Kings and the Predators were discussing a trade that would send UC Soros to LA uh, that would involve multiple first-round picks from the Kings going towards Nashville. This was a round trade deadline, and this was before the Corpusalo deal. So this trade was going to happen. Uh, the Corpusalo deal did go through. So Saros, of course, stayed in Nashville. But there was talks to bring UC Saros to L.A. And that would have been amazing. I love Saros. I think L.A. would have been a great spot for him for sure. I think there would have been a high market for him. But would have been uh, would have been some good news. Uh, Anaheim, they got some bad news. John Gibson has let the team know that he wants to change his scenery. Unfortunate news. I love John Gibson. He's my favorite goaltender in the league right now. One of my favorite Anaheim goaltenders right next to J.S. J.S. Jaguar. Excuse me. So I, I love Gibby. I will cry when he leaves because it's a matter of time. We Us Anaheim fans have known that uh, he really wants out of this place. He doesn't want to keep losing. But there's been talks about him going to Pittsburgh for a long time. If you look at that roster, that roster is super old. You have maybe one or two competitive years left with uh, with the big three. You bring in a guy like Gibson, yeah, he might be able to help, but his injuries have been killing him the last, year, last couple of years. Save percentage has not been great, but you got to look at the team that he's playing for. The team's not great around him. Goals against average is high. Also reflects back on the team than more than the goalie. So Gibson, great goaltender. Supposedly he was available last year, but it was too high of a price for most of the teams, which I do not expect a lot of the teams to give up for what I think Anaheim thinks he's worth. So uh, we'll have to see what happens this offseason and throughout the year if uh, Gibby will be moved uh, for, for, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, Patrice Bergeron has not announced whether he will come back for Boston Bruins. 
And uh, it seems like the Bruins are okay with not knowing right now. They're not pressuring him to figure that out. So the captain for for the Bruins uh, is undecided on where he wants to play, if he wants to play at all. And last news out of the NHL, Mike Babcock it will be announced as the new coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is heavily um, not just rumored, almost confirmed, pretty much like 99% in. The only bad thing is his contract is still with Toronto till late June, so he will not be able to sign until that contract's over unless there was something else in the contract that Toronto could give him away or, or uh, pretty much release it from the contract. But most likely Babcock will just wait that one out and the Jackets will sign him late uh, June or July area. So Babcock will be the new head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, we got a lot of news in the MLB, so let's get straight into it. Boston has put Chris Sale on the IL, dealing with left shoulder soreness. Um, This guy just lives on the injured list. Would not be surprised if he just retired due to injuries. He's just been on and off too many times. You got some more players on the injured list. Justin Steele, Chicago. He will be headed to the 15-day IL with left forearm strain. Unfortunate news there, Steele's been killing it for the, the Cubbies, so it's going to be a hard one for them to swallow for sure. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, Texas Rangers pitcher, will undergo Tommy John surgery to repair a UCL, and this is just tough news. You could tell he was not just not happy, but just very sad, very emotional about it. Signed this big deal with the, the Rangers, and just unfortunate that he's not going to be able to pitch the rest of the year and probably most, if not all, of next year as well due to the recovery process there. The New York Yankees have put Nestor Cortez on the IL due to a shoulder injury. Don't know when he'll come, or he just missed the IL. He should miss one to two starts, so he should be back fairly soon. Uh, But Cortez uh, has been dealing with some injuries. Uh, Missed the World Baseball Classic due to injuries, so hopefully he's able to stay healthy. Steven Strasburg has been shut down for the rest of the year. This honestly has uh, has been coming out that he may never pitch again due to the nerve damage, I believe, in his arm, his throwing arm. So if that's the case, Strasburg's career has been great to start off, terrible to end, but he's still a World Series champ, so great job by Strasburg. Just unfortunate news there that uh, it may come down to him never being able to pitch again. Cleveland Guardians have DFA'd Zach Plesak, uh, relief pitcher for them. I just, I'm very surprised. He's been on the team for a while now, so very surprised that he is uh not coming back, and uh, he is DFA'd by the Guardians. Alec Manoa was optioned to the Florida Complex League. He is going down to the minors for them. Absolutely atrocious year for him. Hopefully, he's able to figure it out because Manoa is one of the bright spots in that rotation. Just has not figured it out this year for the for the Blue Jays. So hopefully he's able to figure it out in a lot less competitive league for him. We got a couple call-ups now. So Cincinnati called up Ellie De La Cruz. Cincinnati's top prospect yesterday. Uh, got two walks, got a double, smoked a double, got 112 off the bat. Great job by him. And uh, hopefully he's able to stay up there and be a competitive rookie for a team like the Cincinnati Reds who are not really all doing all that great. Uh, we got Bartolo Colon. He's announced that he will officially retire from pitching. Big Sexy is what most people call him and know him by. Colon has just had a great career, very long career, uh, very competitive, and uh, congrats to him on a, on a great year, or on a great um, career 
for Bartolo. We got players, pitchers, and rookies of the month. So we'll start with pitchers of the month. For the AL, it's Texas Rangers, Nathan Avaldi. He went 4-0 with a .96 ERA with 31 strikeouts. For the National League, it's San Diego's Michael Walker, 3-0 with a .84 ERA and 26 Ks. For Rookie of the Month, we got Josh Young, uh, 3.18, or excuse me, yeah, 3.18 batting average, 6 home runs, 16 RBIs. For this, or the NL, we got Cincinnati's Spencer Steer. Uh, he got a, also a 3.18 batting average, also 6 home runs, but 19 RBIs. Reliever of the Month, we'll start off with the AL. We got Detroit's Alex Lang, oh, excuse me, yeah, 10 and 2 thirds innings pitch. Uh, 0.84 ERA, 17 strikeouts, and 7 saves. For the National League, we got San Francisco's Camilo Duvall, 13.2 innings pitched, a 1.32 ERA, 23 strikeouts, and 11 saves. And for Player of the Month for the AL, we got Aaron Judge, batted 342 batting, batting average, 12 home runs, 25 RBIs, with an OPS of 1356. And Freddie Freeman is the National League Player of the Month, batted 400, 6 home runs, 26 RBIs, with an OPS of 1184. So those are your Players of the Month for the MLB. And great, great names, great numbers by all those players. So let's head into college softball. So college softball is wrapping up. We are on the last series. And it's just, it's coming down to the wire. It's coming down to a team that's, Nobody really downed as like a team that they're going to lose going against a team that maybe some of us called like me. I called this team to be in the finals with this other team. So let's take you game by game on what happened. Game one, Tennessee beat Alabama by a score of 10 to five. Game two, Oklahoma stood off Stanford only two to zero. Very good pitchers duel in that one. Game three, Florida State smoked Oklahoma State eight zero in six innings. Game four, Washington, after this game being postponed, was able to get it done over Utah by a score of four to one. Game five was one of our first elimination games. Stanford just holding off Alabama 2-0. Alabama goes home uh, unfortunate as they looked really good leading up to the tournament. Game six, Oklahoma State smoked Utah in five innings. Utah goes home Honestly, very early. I expected them to win at least one of these games. They got smoked, only scoring one run in those two contests. Game seven, Oklahoma smokes Tennessee. They keep on rolling, winning in five, winning a score of nine to zero. Game eight, Florida State edging Washington by a score of three to one. Game nine, it was an elimination game. Stanford holding off Washington by a score of one to zero, and Washington goes home by their fellow Pac-12 team. Game 10, Tennessee fends off Oklahoma State by a score of 3-1, and Oklahoma State goes home. Game 11, Oklahoma had to play Stanford. They went to nine innings, and Oklahoma just edges them 4-2. Stanford goes home, and honestly, a great contest by Stanford. They played great against Oklahoma. Did not expect them to, to put two games on and put them pretty much in the driver's seat for a little bit, but Stanford just didn't get enough there. Game 12 was the last elimination game. Florida State did beat Tennessee by a score of 5-1. to one. So it will be a championship games of number 3 ranked Florida State versus number 1 ranked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State 
coming into this one with a 50 straight game win streak. Um, outstanding. It's a D1 record. It keeps on going. Can they make it 52? I, I think they could, but I got to run with my girls of the Seminoles. I got Florida State winning this best of three series. I don't think it's going to go uh, a sweep. I think it's going to go all three games, which first game is starting tonight. Um, I will not get this episode out before you guys listen, so hopefully you guys know what happened in that one. Game two is Thursday at 4.30 on ESPN. That's That time is Pacific. Game three is Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, that is also Pacific time on ESPN. So hopefully the Seminoles are able to take down the big shining stars of Oklahoma. All right, so college baseball regionals are over. We got to the super regionals. So let's take you region by region. We'll tell you who won, who they're going to be playing up against, and see if I got these ones correct or incorrect. So we'll start in Winston Salem. Wake Forest won that one. I did pick Wake Forest. They will play the winner of the Tuscaloosa. Uh, regional, which was Alabama, and I also was able to pick Alabama, so I got both of those ones right to start it off. Coral Gables had Texas leaving that one. I got that one. They will play the winner of the regionals of Stanford, and that happened to also just be Stanford. The home team took that one. I actually got this one wrong. I picked Fullerton mainly because I do not like Stanford baseball. Just personal reasons, do not like Stanford baseball. So I picked Fullerton, but not surprised that Stanford did end up winning this one. We had a Baton Rouge. LSU took this one. I did pick Oregon State. Stuck with my Pac-12 school on this one. I thought Oregon State was going to be able to do it. LSU, though, did edge them. Oregon State did play in the final games with them, but was eliminated by them. And they play the winner of the Lexington one, which happened to be Kentucky. And I got that one correct. So LSU versus Kentucky next round. Auburn series. I picked Auburn. Don't know how they didn't win this one. Southern Miss ends up winning the regional. They play... Tennessee, who won the Clemson Regional, and I picked Clemson out of this one. So I picked two of the favorites, and that ended up not going my way. So uh, Southern Miss versus Tennessee next round. We had a Gainesville. Florida won that one. They hosted. They won. I also picked them to win that one, so they'll move on. Little note there, Jack Caglione hit his 31st home run uh, in Game 2 for for the, the Gators, and that's the second most in SEC history. So that kid is just raking home runs. Would not be surprised to see him hit a few more in this next couple of games. Columbia, um, they got the South Carolina uh, hosting, and they ended up winning. So they'll play Florida. I actually got that one wrong. I picked Campbell. I like the Campbells a lot, and I thought they were going to make it out of there, but they did not. Next one, we had Conway. Duke moves out of this one. I thought Coastal Carolina was going to get it done. They get upsetted. Duke moves on. Charlottesville will be faced. The regional winner of that was Virginia. They'll be facing Duke. And I've got that one wrong as well. I thought this one may have been an upset. I picked East Carolina. We had to Nashville where the Pac-12 champs, Oregon Ducks, was able to fend off the Vanderbilt. This Vanderbilt squad who's been great all year long. I picked Vanderbilt. I thought they were just going to smoke the whole regional. But Oregon's been very impressive. Great job by them. They move on. They will play Oral Roberts, who won the Stillwater Regional, who I thought Oklahoma State was going to do the same thing as Vanderbilt, which was going to be smoking these opponents. But both big powerhouses go down in this one. And the last two regionals, we got Terry Hout, Indiana State hosted. I did not know much about 
Indiana State. So I picked North Carolina in this one, but Indiana State did win it. Fayetteville. Uh, this is one of the most happy. This is probably the happiest one that I was able to pick. I did not think Arkansas was going to do it, but I got the Horned Frogs winning this one, and they ended up winning the regional. So TCU moves on, and they will play Indiana State. Uh, Trey Richardson, in his last game of the regional, tied the NCAA record for RBIs in a single postseason game with 11 RBIs, three home runs, two grand slams. Great performance by Richardson. Great job by the Horned Frogs to move on past that regional. So games to watch this weekend. We got uh, not a lot to watch, but a couple of notable games. MLB will start Texas versus Tampa Bay. It's a three-game set. Top team in the AL East versus top team in the AL West. I really like this matchup. I think Texas should win it, but we'll have to see. For the NHL, Saturday, we got the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Florida Panthers, 5 p.m. on TNT. Of course, not no uh, competition here with NHL games, so Cup Finals game. Go check that one out. And lastly, baseball uh, for college. Games start on Friday for the Super Regionals uh, at 9 a.m. Pacific time on ESPN. So check those out. Check out what team you guys are interested in. See what time they play at. Games will be on Friday and Saturday, and if necessary, on Sunday for the, all the game threes. So we're heading down to the wire here. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one. I know this was a very long episode. I appreciate all you guys listening. Episode 42 is in the books, and we'll see you guys later.